Welcome to Donuts with Diane, a space for me to talk to my family, friends, and whoever else tunes in about tough subjects spoken kindly, where ignorance is explored and erased, where opinions are shared along with love expressed and laughter so loud it echoes, a space where stories and experiences are welcomed, and last but not least, a space where donuts are being eaten. Welcome to Donuts with Diane, friends. Wow, I cannot believe this is my last episode of the year. And you know, I I kind of feel very dramatic saying that because it makes it sound like I've been consistent and, you know, posting new episodes every week. (laughs) which hasn't been the case. I didn't start this podcast until late April, I think. Um, And that was after lockdown. It's actually starting a podcast is something I wanted to do for a very long time. And I just never, I never really got to it. I never really thought that people would take the time to listen. Um, I'm very... I'm very open, but very private. Does that make sense? Like I can have deep and honest conversations with just about anyone. Um, But I choose the way I give others access to my life. And so the interesting thing is I, I always wanted to have either a talk show or something and you know my siblings and friends would tell me to to start a YouTube um but I didn't want to I didn't want to expose myself any more than I already do if that makes any sense you know I have I have Snapchat I have Instagram I have Facebook and although I try to keep boundaries with what I post and you know who views my story who I have as friends um I think it's already a lot of exposure and I guess I didn't want to do any more of that so opening a YouTube didn't interest me much because I didn't think people needed to see my face more than they already do right um I made I started this podcast and figured the people that would listen to it are my family and friends. I'm not popular, <laughs> not even on Instagram. I have like 300 followers, so um, I'm not popular. So I'm like, everyone that's going to listen to this, even if it's just acquaintances that I have on social media, um, they already have access to to my social media. They already know who I am on a surface level, right? So there wasn't a need for me to start a YouTube where my face is showing and you can see my background and where I live and all that. But I really wanted to have something, a show or something where I get to talk uh, about different topics that interested me. And so what better way than to just have a voice um, without a form of image um, and you know a podcast came in mind and I was always busy up until lockdown and I wasn't physically working that I took the time to order like a $35 mic from Amazon and 
record these podcasts, um, episodes. So it's been really fun. And I just wanted to thank all my family and friends that have taken the time to listen, whether you listened halfway and you were like, I am done with this crap, (laughs) or you've pulled and finished the, pulled through and finished an entire episode. I'm so thankful. It's been so much fun. Um, So this is to say this is my last episode of my podcast for this year. I don't know when I will record more episodes next year, but, you know, for the remainder of this year, this year, for the remainder of the two months that I have left, I really wanted to take the time to work on a project, to concentrate on a project that has been up and coming for a really long time. And I just wanted to take it serious and put all my focus on this one project Um, because it's exciting and I'm totally ready for it. Um, That is also to say that um, I also wanted to just enjoy the holidays. Like for crying out loud, I got married this year. So I want to soak in every single minute um, of my first holiday season with my husband in our place. Uh, without the distraction of social media or podcasts and this and that. I didn't anticipate that this would be the episode that I would end with. It wasn't intentional. Um, I don't think it is the most taboo topic or talked about topic or most interesting topic in the world. But after listening to to this episode, I I realized that there's a sense of, of womanhood that I have gained uh, with many women in my life and even with myself. I I think and it it might be the fact that um, I've grown a lot as a woman myself from living with my parents to living with my older sister to all of a sudden being a a wife and um, and then figuring out who I am outside of being a wife, outside of being a sister and a teacher and uh, a friend and there's this beautiful thing I've discovered about my own womanhood all aspects of it and then also talking to to a lot of women and um, you know I'm getting to the point where I can't believe I'm going to be 27 next year so I'm getting to the point where I feel so wise and older and sexier and um, just more confident in what I believe that I, I've been able to access a wider uh, range of, of women, if that makes sense, uh, women of, of different beliefs, women of different age, but particularly older women that, that, that have just have had, you know, different experiences and were able to talk about wisdom and about all these different topics. Anyways, this is just to say, this last episode, I decided to interview a woman who has chosen to not have children by choice. Um, this topic interested me because once I got married, so many people would ask, I don't know about so many people, <laughs> but uh, many people would ask me when Ian and I were planning on having kids, you know, and, and it's normal. Like it, the normal life is, okay, you're married and now you start popping out babies. Um, so I would get that a lot. And 
if you know me, you you know I love kids and I definitely want to have children. Um, so it was interesting to interview someone who has chosen not to have children by choice. And it put a different perspective in my head that I was already gaining because, you know, although I want children, I'm in no rush. I'm surrounded by so many children my big sisters at school. So I am loved by many children and I love children and I cannot wait to have children, but I also can. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I decided to bring her in and just have this honest conversation because I think that women are uh, demonized for not wanting children by choice. Um, And that's not the case. So, you know, there's, I've seen women that have had children to trap a man into staying with them. I've seen women that have had children because they were so lonely and just needed a child. And and then with that, that, that created a lot of expectation for that child. Um, children come from God and they're just given to us and we care for them. We love for them. We love on them. We we hope they grow to be decent human beings, um, but they are not for our selfish needs or desires. And some women decide that they don't want to have them because this world sucks. And I respect that. Um, but anyways, oh man, I spoke so much. But it's my last episode and I'm excited to bring Candace in and get her perspective on why she has chosen to be child free. Friends, thank you so much for all of you guys that have listened and I hope to bring a a newer, a better and more productive um, podcast sometime next year. Enjoy. Welcome to Donuts with Diane, Candice. I'm so excited to have you. Um, So I first wanted to start off with the fact that we're both women that don't have children (laughs) right right now. Thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a child. You don't have a child. And you're not planning on having any children. No. Whereas I am. And I wanted to have this episode only because I thought it was so interesting that right after getting married so I got married earlier this year right after getting married I started getting a lot of like baby questions when are you gonna have a baby when are you gonna (laughs) have a baby and it's interesting I'm like wow that's really how society sees the next step like okay you just got married now you better start popping out babies Mm -hmm. and I think even even now, it's still where some people are like, oh, well, they've been married for almost a year. When are they going to have a baby? Mm-hmm. You and I have spoken about the fact that you don't ever want to have children by choice, not because there's anything wrong with you, um, not because you don't want to get married, but you're at an age where, am I allowed to say your age? Yeah. yeah. You're 37 years old, you're a grown woman, <laughs> and you have decided to be child-free by choice. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you, how did that come about? How did you first know, like, children, having children is just not for me? It's not for me. Um, oh, that's a good question. Um it's funny because I think back, I don't know, we're in this pandemic. I'm kind of like in this reflection stage. I remember being like 14 or 15. And my my aunts are 
just a little bit older than me and they started having children when I was in my teens. So I would sometimes like help with the like quote unquote babysitting or things like that. We did family events. And I remember my grandmother specifically looking at me and just saying like, you're not having kids, are you? And I was like, nope. (laughs) um, I don't think I ever really, I, at that point, you know, like 15 years old, I, I was in a weird space for sure in my life. Like we had just moved from Alabama um, where I like considered myself to have grown up and I was like 15 and awkward. So I wasn't even thinking about like, I was like, boys don't even like me. Who am I going to even have to like marry me? I grew up in the South too. Right. So totally taboo to even think about having sex out of wedlock or, you know, having children. And I think like at 15 for sure, like that was probably what was going through my mind is like, there's not even boys that like me. How am I going to have a baby? Because I knew how babies are made. <laughs> um, at 15, what? At 15. Go figure. <laughs> um, so um, there was that point I remember. And then I remember in college, um, it's like several of my cousins are just like a few years older than me. And they did kind of like the same thing. They got married. And then within a few years, like they started to have children. And I... I think through my own just like observations kind of understood that that's like the expectation, especially in the South yeah. It's like you may or may go to college. If you go to college, like you come out with a boy to marry you, mm-hmm. you get married, you have kids, you have 2.5 children and white picket fence. And that's the life that you live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I was heavy throughout a lot of just like adolescence and like early adulthood. And I still remember having those feelings like, um, I just don't think I'm going to find anybody to like have kids with. Like that was my thing, right? That, that kernel that I hold on to. Um, but then when I finished college, like I worked at a, I worked at a nonprofit for a year and then I really just wanted to go to grad school and kind of like, I wanted to get a master's before I thought I was going to get a PhD that I never got. So I think my mind was just kind of like on what am I going to do? What's my work going to be? There were times I remember I was like, yes, I want to, I want to find someone and I want the two of us to get married and I want us to have three kids. Yeah. Because I think that was what people had done. Yes. I moved to San Diego when I was like 26 and I was like, I remember having a realization like sitting on the beach. I was like, if I had kids, I couldn't have done this. Like Mm. you can't just pick up and leave. And it was actually when my brother and my sister-in-law were having their first child. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I was like. Yeah, like if I I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, I was like, and maybe I mean I guess I kind of always kept it open where I was like, um, my cousin and I we used to joke we were like it's gonna take a caveman for Candace to get married like <laughs> and he is like he's totally whoever you are you're gonna like have to club me over the head and you have to take me and then I'll be like oh okay I'm your wife um I was just too independent you know when you talk about you being in San Diego and sitting. <laughs> Uh, by the beach and yeah. be like man if I had kids I would be able to do that yeah. I think that's so yeah I think that's so relatable I plan yeah. on having kids but <laughs> but I will say after like I you know I have three older sisters who have kids yeah. I'm not really in a rush like yeah. I'm enjoying I'm 26 now so and my mom she had Lottie my oldest sister at 19 years old and I yeah. can't imagine that and my oldest sister Lottie she had her firstborn at 21 oh and gosh. I can't imagine having a kid <laughs> at that yeah. age and even now where I'm just like man I I love 
love being married and I just want to do things with him. Like I, yeah. I'm kind of like selfish with my husband totally. where it's like, I don't want to share him with a kid yet. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but so there's not, there's not that rush. And I think before for someone like me, I was all about, oh yeah, well, I'm going to get married by the time I'm 22. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have kids by the time I'm 24, latest 25, mm-hmm. you know, like I had it all planned because that's how I would see a lot of the church girls mm-hmm. do it. And, you know, when you reach that prime age of 25, that's when people kind of expect you to start having uh, children. So, yeah. Yeah. So you have an interesting background. You studied psychology. You got your bachelor's in psychology. Yes. And then you got your master's in Montessori education. education. So you actually work with children. That's your profession. (laughs) So that being your profession, do you think that it has influenced your decision on being child-free by choice? Absolutely, 100%, like 110%. Mm. Um, because, and there have been, I've gotten to work with some great, great, great families and mm. not just mom and dad. I'm talking about like grandma, grandpas, great aunts and uncles raising their children um, in my classes. Like I'm just like gifted and cursed in that way where I got to see a lot of different families of different backgrounds who had to take care of children. They just got the job done. Um, and I, I think in 13 years, I've just seen how serious you have to be to, to raise a child, to care about whether or not they're getting adequate schooling, to care about whether or not they're adequately getting fed. Mm. And like parenthood is, is so hard and there's so many facets of it and I know I only got to see a fraction of it I, I have no idea how the kids were at home mm. but you know sitting in, in conferences with families and saying like oh you know someone so is so great she always chooses to to help me or she really is a leader in the community or she sweeps every day at the end of the day and then for that family to come on the other side and say she's terrible at home mm. and she won't do anything mm. she won't she talks back I was like oh there's a totally different side to this child mm-hmm. that I don't see because they're not in the routinized environment that that we've all kind of created together so just that um I think teaching has shown me you really have to be serious you really have to be intentional you have to give up like to your point like I would have to give up a part of myself yeah. and be like, oh, I don't get to travel. I don't get to go to Belize, to DR, to wherever. I actually have to stay home. Or, yeah. <laughs> so I guess I guess for sure there's a portion of that, that that's fear. Mm-hmm. I guess I never called it that. I looked at it as me being more practical. But for me, I guess it really is. Like there's a whole, a, a whole set of stuff that goes on with like raising a child. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think that's me. (laughs) (laughs) So like you having that psychology background and having that education background where you get to interact with the children and interact with the parents. Mm -hmm. Are there some parents that are just like, you should not have had a child? Totally. No judgment, no shade. No judgment, no shade. But yet, I mean, and and I think those are some of the ones that have come um to me and you you can kind of see it like it weighs heavy on their on their heart you know when you're having a conversation with them or the the conference just doesn't go the typical way it's gone because I could totally be projecting like armchair psychologist but there's something that 
that maybe they're not really saying to themselves, like, I wasn't ready for this child or I didn't anticipate it was going to be this much work. Mm. Um, and it, it, it depends, you know, like children are resilient. It, it depends on, I guess, how much that, that parent has really like just reflected on what their, what their role is and yeah. what, what they want to do, how active they want to be in their child's education. And sometimes I'm like, I just don't know if you're ready to have the, your child. Yeah. But even if you weren't, you're here now. Mm-hmm. And like, let's go ahead and like do the paperwork we need to do yeah. or, you know, set up a a conference schedule where we meet more often to support your child or, yeah. or things like that. So yeah. why do you think there's such a judgment towards women who choose not to have children? Yeah. It, to me it comes off as like it's a duty of women like you must do you must bear children you must contribute to society in this way that is something that you do because you have the organs and the parts to to do it so now you must and I mean I definitely don't consider myself to be taking like a countercultural stand or really saying like you know like marching out with a protest sign (laughs) against like having children but that that burden and I don't say that with a negative connotation but it is to me a a pretty a pretty strong burden Mm -hmm. you know if you're choosing to be someone's mother you can have all the children that you want you can you can do whatever you want with your children but that craft of motherhood is something you really have to like you really have to to dig into and and really take time and make hard decisions about yeah. in order to to really raise a child. And even then, you could be the best mother in the world and your children are still going to be like, my mom made me upset over this. Like, yeah. She didn't cut the crust off yeah. my peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Or, like, or they <laughs> might be a, a murderer. Like, yeah, there's right? just all these possibilities. All the things <laughs> that can happen. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do feel like it is. And, you know, I, I'm a southerner. I, I still consider myself a southerner. Yeah. I've been gone from the south for 15 years now. But I definitely feel like it's a part of the job description of mm-hmm, a woman to mm-hmm. be like, all right, when are you having kids? Yeah. Absolutely. So there are more women that are becoming comfortable coming out as wanting a life without children. As you can imagine, there's a lot of judgment from others, just like we talked about. Do you feel comfortable sharing with others, although you don't have to, (laughs) but do you feel comfortable sharing with others that you choose to be child free by choice? I still experience some discomfort um like especially in like like beginning like romantic relationships mm. like with men um I don't know I don't have any with women I don't know <laughs> that's <not laughs> how early work. on do you think you would tell a partner that you're dating that you don't want to have children ever I've shared early on like even when like like, say a guy, like, hits on me, and then, like, we're talking, like, we exchange numbers, and we talk for, I mean, even, like, within the first, like, couple weeks, I, I just would prefer to get that out on the table, Mm. because, like, especially at 37, I feel like for my 37, 38, 39 year old male friends, like, that's when they're really saying, like, oh, I want to sit down, I want to commit, I want to find the one, or whatever, and, I want her to have children. Um, 
I was in a situation <laughs> like that recently, you know, where it's mm. just like, I was always bothered and probably still haven't processed it all the way where he was like, you know, like, oh, you're so pretty. You know, we could have, our kids could be beautiful. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I don't get listened to. So if I don't, I'm always gauging that very quickly, mm. like when I'm interacting with And that's like, with with men you're dating and women, or are you just referring to? Like with my friends, I mean, the majority of them like are women or definitely teachers. You know, I, I don't know that it even comes up um, because like I'm just in a weird, weird age bracket now with teachers. Mm. Like the women my age are either... You know, they've been married for a while and they have, like, younger children. Yeah. Or they're much older and their children are in college Yeah. now. And I just feel like the ones whose children are in college, like, they're so focused on their kids being in college. Yeah. And then the ones who are my age, they just kind of get together. And when I hang out with them, they just talk about, oh, so-and-so did this, Jack did that, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, they're talking about... Little League baseball games or soccer <laughs> games or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, that could have been my life. Um, like, I, I think, I'm not saying that they're, I, I get left out of the conversation. I think that they're just so, as women tend to do, they're so involved in their yeah. their family and yeah. things like that, that they're not even thinking about whether or not I have kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, I think it's few, very few like few and far between that a female friend of mine said, you know, why don't you have kids? Like it just mm. doesn't come up. Mm. You know, my, my parents got divorced when I was, I don't know if I was seven or eight now I'm getting old, like a grandma. <laughs> um, and I, I remember my mom telling me that I thought I was my brother's mom. Mm. And I remember thinking, I can't remember how old I was, probably like my twenties where I was just like, Oh, I took care of my brother a lot. Like, mm. I remember, I, I I don't know if my mom told me or if I just felt that way, that the day I turned 15, I got the driver's book, mm. you know, and I studied that driver's book until I was, so I could get my permit. And then, I guess, 14, I got my driver's book. And then 15, the day I turned 15, I went and I got my permit test so I could, I could drive without, with a licensed driver. And then my 16th birthday, I was in the DMV and I was getting my, my license so I could drive. And after that, I was driving my brother to practice. Like I got, I got my license out of necessity mm. because my mom needed me to help transport him to his different activities. Mm. Like he played baseball, he played football, all that kind of stuff. So I, I don't know that I really wanted my license at 16. I mean, I think people do want to get their license, like write a passage. Yeah. But I remember there was going to be that additional responsibility. Yeah of taking my brother. So from like seven to 16, 17, a lot of my, my work was like, I go to school and I get good grades. And then I also take care of my brother. Mm. So I, I think I attributed some of the, and my mom did a good job. My mom did the best she could with what she had, you know, like she was a single mom. But I also took some of that responsibility of, of caring for my brother. And mm. I think that for sure played a part in, uh, in me deciding like, Oh, do I want a kid of my own? Like I already did this. Yeah. <laughs> I think some people affiliate women who choose not to have children 
with childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that assumption from your personal experience and just in general? I could see it. Um, I mean, for me, like I'm just saying, like I just took, I mean, I enjoyed it. Like, I don't mm -hmm. want to say, like, it's, like, and not an enjoyable thing. Mm -hmm. Like, my brother and I, we used to cut up in the car. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it was fun. But I was definitely the one who was taking him to practice because my mom worked. Yeah. You know, and knocked, yeah. She, she, she works too far away to get him to where he needs to be. Yeah. Um, but as I've gotten older, I was like, oh, shoot. Like, everybody didn't have to do that when they were 16 yeah. or 17. Yeah. Um, and it was really, it was, like, it's a sweet a sweet thing for my brother. He got, he got married when he was 25 or 26. Yeah. And in his card that he wrote to thank me, you know, it's like, thank you for all the things you did when we were little, you know, like there's some like personal stuff. In <laughs> yeah. Whatever I got from that, it was yeah. like, Oh wow. Like we really did have like, he really is grateful for the stuff I did for yeah. him. And I didn't realize it was, I didn't realize it meant so much to him, Yeah, you know, but it was definitely some things that were like, it was just, it was like shared adult responsibility yeah. with my mom. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, by the time you're 17, you know, it was like, I already did all that. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can understand that. I mean, like I said, even with my older sisters, I've had to babysit their children a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I know how to make formula mm -hmm. or how to have a baby go to sleep, like all those things. Yeah. And my mom, you know, she, we lived with her obviously. So she was all about womanhood and how to do things and all that. So right. I've experienced a lot of too, where I feel like, oh, now I'm so thankful where I was so sure that I wanted to have a baby mm -hmm. early. And now it's like, yeah, now I'm welcoming with excitement the idea of having a baby in my late 20s yeah. or my early 30s. Yeah. And that's awesome. But if you had told the Dian from <laughs> high school that I was going to have a baby in my late yeah. 20s or early 30s, yeah. I would have been like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And, but now it's like, oh, I actually get to enjoy. Like, I babysat. I worked at daycare. Yeah. I work out of school now. And I'm still around a lot of children I feel like I'm everyone's mom yes. <laughs> like, yeah. you know and I treat my nephews and my niece like they're my children yeah. so there's not that urgency to have children yeah. now and I want to have a child with good intentions like yeah. I said I think so many people not just women um but I think so many people are, are so damaged and they have this goal that they want to pursue and they think that a child will help them pursue that goal. Yeah. Whether you're a parent that never got to pursue your dreams and now you're projecting it on this child that's not even born yet, but you're like, oh, I'm pregnant. I never got to be a doctor. As yes. soon as I pop out this kid, they better be a doctor. They better do... So you're putting all this pressure on this child that doesn't even exist totally. yet. This child that doesn't have an identity. That don't know who they're going to be. And I don't... I think that's selfish. And I... Yeah. And there's people that, that look at this world and say, wow, this world is so crappy. Why would I want to bring a child into this world? Like, sure, I'm living here. I, you know, I was conceived. I'm mm -hmm. here now. I'm not <laughs> going to commit suicide. I'm going to, to fight the good fight. Whatever happens to us after life, who knows? But, you know, yeah, I'm here and I'm going to make a difference. But I don't always have to make that difference with my offspring, yep. you know? Yep. So it, it's a completely different mindset 
something that I did find interesting was that um, according to Guardian.com, comparing couples without children, researchers found that the the rates of the the rates declined. So the the relationship satis I can never say that word. The relationship satisfaction yeah. uh, changed once couples had children. Really? Yeah, versus couples that were married and didn't have children. So they were still at the honeymoon phase, whereas when you have that child, there was there was a decline in divorce. That was interesting. So there's a decline in divorce because now these people feel like they have to stay together because they have a child. Mm-hmm. So there's a decline in divorce, but um, but a higher rate of misery together. <laughs> yeah. Whereas with uh, parents, I mean, with people, with couples who didn't have children, yeah, there was that satisfaction of being together and and maybe divorce, but, you know, lack of misery because you don't have to be stuck with that person because you don't have this commitment to this small human that right. you guys have to take care of together. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I want to read more. <laughs> yeah, me too. I need to... to look more into it so i think yeah you know we tell people to have children and that's how life should be get married have children and that's it but there's a lot of complications totally and now i think it's actually beautiful like i said i'm not i'm not i obviously i want to have children but i do find i do find it beautiful to have that freedom of being an adult Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out who you are Mm -hmm. taking care of you making a difference when it's just you and having that independence yeah and yeah doing things totally yeah i love that you said that like figuring out who you are because that was honestly for me like when i'm saying that it wasn't like this big eureka moment or god wasn't like candid <laughs> you know like that's not how it was on the beach i, I just remember the day but it took me you know it, i really feel like i was 26 27 yeah, yeah mm. 28 when i was like oh this is who i am mm. you know it was like i, w- I felt like it was much Later in life, when not later, because I know some people hear that like, oh, she's thirty seven, she's talking about. And when when you're a person like me who had a plan, you know, I skipped yeah. first grade, and yeah. then I was twenty when I graduated college, and I was gonna have a PhD and blah blah blah. When I had a loose plan like that and timelines and things like that, I I I didn't get who I was until I was like, and I'm still figuring it out, but mm-hmm. I was much much later, twenty twenty seven, twenty eight, when I was like, oh, like. I'm okay in San Diego. Like mm-hmm. I am okay, and it. I think it took me leaving. You know, I'm very close to my family. Um, my dad's dad's side is is really really big. I'm always talking about a cousin, and no one knows who I'm talking about because I have like so many cousins. But <laughs> it, it it. I think it took me leaving for me to be able to start hearing, like any affirmations mm-hmm. that my family or or friends. Um, would give. I think the the life of a of of black women in the South can get you. You don't get to figure out who you are until later because mm-hmm. it's just like you you are born. Yeah. <laughs> you will put in good work. Yeah. You will do well in school. Yeah. You will choose a career. You will get that career, and like those are the expectations of doing, 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 becoming, 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 providing, mm. even if you're in a, a marriage, like yeah. there's still that, 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 um, you have, you, you have to provide. Sure. So the internal work, the, 
the spiritual like understanding of who you are as a being i think you just don't get afforded that opportunity yeah. until later yeah absolutely so i never want to have one child or multiple children who's like my mom is so crazy she doesn't even know what she wants. <laughs> <laughs> like this woman that gave birth to me right? oh, oh my gosh this lady she's doing whatever she wants all this by not having children i get to see the school side, hear mm-hmm. about the home side, mm-hmm. be that, if I can, you know, be that liaison for the parents or sometimes just their sounding board yeah. within reason, you know, like set boundaries. But I say I get in trouble a lot because I feel like a lot of my my language and a lot of my time spent is really affirming these parents yeah. because I don't think they give themselves enough credit for yeah. what they've done, Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Like not only the women who have like let whole physical like their whole physiology has changed yeah and they've gone through something for 40 weeks like that's a task in itself right of course to be honored and then you still choose every day to mother and parent that child and to discipline and to help with homework and to keep your family together or go out and make money and like then you're coming to my parent-teacher conference i have nothing but praise for you honey like you have done something amazing something I'm telling you like I'm too selfish too fearful to do so I don't know like I I guess that's a message for me too for like any parent that's listening and Mm -hmm. and definitely the moms not to discount the dads I don't know the the dad side I'm not a man of course yeah but like for these women that are mother especially now during a pandemic like I just like hats off to all the moms like and the ones who choose to be moms every day for their children like as a mate like it's God's work. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> Being a teacher is God's work. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Sundays I'm like the devil is like trying to get us all. <laughs> I think it's interesting too because when a lot of people hear that a woman is uh, child free by choice, mm-hmm. they would assume that you wouldn't be a teacher. They assume that you hate children. Before no. that's how you used to see it, like. You don't want to have a child? Oh, you must not like children. Yeah. Why wouldn't you like children? They're angels. Like, I, I used to get so defensive. Yeah, yeah. But, and then I met people like you, yeah. where I, I worked with you, yeah. and you give these children lessons, and you're amazing at what you do. Oh, thank you. Clearly, you know, they gift you, they give you hugs, so you're good at what you do. And these children love you and you could still be like, hey, I'm not a mother. I don't have that title, Yeah. but I'm still here for you. And you guys are still my children when you guys are inside of this campus. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Totally. That's beautiful. Thanks. Thank you for being that example. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry you had to see all the sweat. And the blood. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rough year oh my gosh it was wild and coronavirus oh man <laughs> i guess i like to be the i like to be the teacher i mean i want to be out of edu- like hopefully please god i'm working my way out of education like in the classroom yeah totally same um <laughs> yes you are too we are we are um but yeah i mean like even with my nieces and nephews my sister-in-law is so funny just the stuff that she says when I'm there she's like I'm so glad you're here mm-hmm. and I you don't judge my house she has five children she's oh yeah that's right and I she... grew up with five siblings see six of us yes. in one household that's exactly her life yeah right? and my brother I love him but he can be he's gonna be taken care of too yeah and she you know just the things that she says you know it's like you don't judge me it's like my <laughs> carpet is dirty I'm like no, no. I'm like, 
I'm here for you. Like, yeah. can I take the big ones to the movie? Can I take them to the, you know, the swimming pool? Because that, like, that part I feel like I can do. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah, we can go. Like, the money's no object. It's not like we're balling or anything like that. But, you know, like, to me, I'm good with, like, the quality time and just those those little interactions, those things that my nieces and nephews will remember. Yeah. But then I get to pop back out and, like, let their mom, who is a very, very, very excellent mom, do the mothering part. Like, she's clearly gifted for it. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, let's go have some fun and eat some popcorn, and then (laughs) I'll see you guys later. I'm going back across the country. (laughs) Yeah, that's the best part. That's that's also one reason why I've been able to hold off on having children, because I could go to my sister's house, and Mm -hmm. I do this often. I drive to Lottie's house, play with the baby, Mm -hmm. dance with the kids. Yes. And then, oh, it's time for them to take a shower and put them to sleep. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and to not have that responsibility, like to still have access to children yeah. and not have to really take care of them, just be that cool aunt yes. for a while. Yes. It's truly a blessing. Cool aunt. That's what my brother named me a shirt. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yes, auntie. <laughs> auntie. <laughs> if there's one thing you can leave for those women who have chosen not to have children by choice what would it be to end the podcast Ooh, like words of wisdom yes i wish i were wise oh you are wise Um, (laughs) thanks (laughs) (laughs) um i think i would say to them that every single conversation and every single time it comes up is going to be difficult to to hear, to take in, mm-hmm. to have to process, like that doesn't get, it, for, for me, it doesn't get any easier. To me, it always sparks some level of self-reflection Yeah. Um, all the way back to childhood, all the way back to adolescence and things yeah. like that. It, it doesn't, it doesn't get any easier, but um, kind of, if you can, like enjoy those times where it triggers something like mm-hmm. even if it's even if it's if it's painful like there's a lesson in it even if it's a, a good memory that it triggers like each time that conversation comes up or each time someone greets you with the question or you understand oh they're putting this expectation on me like there's always something to learn from it um every time and I, don't know, I think it's just part of the human experience that mm-hmm. we're lifelong learners and sure. that that's going to be part of your journey. Sure. So long as you're child-free. But. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for stopping. Thank you. Thank it was you. fun. It was fun. <laughs> I didn't cry. You didn't cry. Yay. <laughs> no. Why? Why didn't you cry? Bye.